98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Like you seem like you'd be the kind of guy that owned a record player and, and had a record collection. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten into records lately, but if you go to the store and you want to buy a new record, it's like $30. Yeah, because it's like uh, kind of reemerged as something nostalgic yeah. or something. It's for people that love music but hate having money. Why is a record thirty dollars? Because it's uh, it's like a trend now. Like uh, everything is cyclical. Like uh, I remember the what were those jeans people wore in the seventies? Uh, bell bottoms yeah. or something. Remember they came back for a second, and then bangs came back for a second. All the girls had bangs suddenly. Uh, like everything comes back around, and I guess we're just kind of in a period where. You know, some people claim, and I don't know this. I know I work at a radio station. I should know this, but I don't. People say that records sound better than, like they said, the quality is better sound-wise. No, I, I asked somebody. I said, uh, in the music business, I said, out of uh, all the uh, mediums, eight tracks, MP3s, cassette, CD, record, what sounds the best? They said uh, CD sounds best. Yeah, they do say the CD is still the best. Um because everything we listen to now is like all just files, you know, electronic files. But they say CDs are better than anything, they don't they? It, yeah, they, as far as, uh, I guess, the quality of the music, yeah. But I remember uh, when CDs first came around, I could not believe it. Because my first tape I ever had was uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album. And I just loved Michael Jackson. And... But then if you wanted to hear Thriller again or you wanted to hear Beat It, you had to, like, fast-forward and then see where you were on the tape and then, oh, I didn't go far enough, so you fast-forward. When CDs came out, I could not believe that you could just skip to the next song instantly. Like, that was my big thing. Well, you forget there was a time where uh, cassette tape players got so uh, such innovation that you could, like, hit fast-forward and it would go to the next song. And it would stop when it got to the next one. If oh, you were, yeah, you had a yeah. very they fancy cassette player, that's what happened. Well, I also remember when CDs first came out, uh, you could buy, like, the the CD player for your car, but it wasn't installed in your car. And what I had to do, and, like, this might be unbelievable for people listening, but it was absolutely true. All I had was a cassette tape player. Like, you could put a cassette tape. But then they came out with this invention where you could plug in your CD player and put in it a tape that was connected to your CD player. Remember that? Yeah, of course. And then if you went over any bump whatsoever. Yeah, music it destroyed. Would skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Like now we just look it up on our iPhone. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning, I am Tig and hello, Daniel. Tig, this is going to be a very uh, weird question for you, but um, are you fun underwear guy? I don't know what that means. <laughs> My dad is like the most serious dude in the world. And I used to work with him. He owns his own uh, electrical business down in Alabama. And for some reason, um, we had to meet with a like a lawyer one day. Like the lawyer was came into his office, a financial guy. I don't know what it was. I just know it was a guy with a suit and tie, real like serious situation going on. My dad was in there. And you've met my dad. He's very monotone. He talks like this. He's very kind of quiet. And, uh, right. Hello, Daniel. And when he's doing a business, he does what I call business voice. And that is the quietest, monotonous version of my dad there is. And um, for whatever reason, he had to then get up in his office and reach up on a shelf above his desk behind him. Mm -hmm. So this guy being so quiet and everything and so monotone during the whole business meeting, gets up and turns around to get something. He reaches up, and when you do that, sometime your shirt comes up out of your the back of your pants a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when he does, I guess the guy had tucked his shirt into his underwear. The waistband of the underwear comes out, and on it it says, Hot Stuff. <laughs> 
And your dad's like Clint Eastwood kind of guy. Yeah, like I said, again, serious. He, and it comes up, and it's got hot stuff on it underneath that. Like, the print on the underwear is like lips, you know, like a kiss print or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like lipstick or whatever. He wears fun underwear. He's fun underwear guy, mm -hmm. I guess. And uh, I'm sitting there next to the financial guy. The financial guy sees it. I see it, and we don't say a word. We just sit there and... <laughs> I wonder what possessed him for that particular serious day to but put on his hot stuff underwear. He was like in a serious meeting. Very serious. And I, under, I, I would guess the guy in the suit also was taking your dad seriously. But then you see hot stuff and mm -hmm. lips on it. I don't know if you take him seriously after that, right? Well, I mean, you must continue to take him seriously because... Or pretend to. Well, sure. But he's got in the back of his head, like, this guy wears silly underwear. Hey, how do I know? Maybe lawyer guy might have also been fun underwear guy. Do you have fun underwear? Mm-mm. I got just regular old underwear. Yeah, mine are just... Uh, I got nothing. They kind of stink. I mean, there's nothing to it. They stink. I mean, in the sense that they're not that fun. <laughs> we got to get you some fun underwear, dog. You want some hot stuff? I did one time get a, uh, for Christmas, I got some boxers or whatever they call them. But they were like gold. gold. And it looked like something a Chippendale would wear. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I kind of liked not knowing. <laughs> but you like, asked. Are you wearing like your little golden underwear now? No, I don't a have golden, any golden panty. No, because <laughs> like you know how when like you don't do your laundry for a while, mm -hmm. like you start to get to the bare. You're, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Those are my emergency. Haven't done the laundry in a while. Underwear. So I hadn't worn the gold babies in, in a while. You call but, them gold babies. Yeah, I call them my gold babies. All right. <laughs> so because I've been doing my laundry, you know, regularly. Um, but you know. I'll let you know if it happens. Please do, yeah. I'd, I'd really like to know. I'll keep you abreast of the situation. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull with Morgan Wallen with Ty and Daniel. Fun underwear. Let's go. Daniel, have you ever heard the uh, saying, it's like, uh, don't buy a boat, just get a friend with a boat? I also, I would it, yeah. add something to that list. Don't buy a lake house, have a friend with a lake house. And this weekend, I got invited to a lake house there at Grand Lake. Beautiful place. I love the lake. Like, my favorite place in the world is being at the lake. And even at night, it's, like, calm and still. And you got this beautiful lake, and I love it up there. Uh, but, like, so many people do on the lake, what you do is you got a boat. And then you drive that boat to, like, a cove, and then you throw down an anchor, and then you just, like, chill out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's exactly what we did. And so uh, my buddy and his boat and all that, we go out there. We find this, like, quiet spot. And this is early in the morning for the lake. I guess 10 a.m. is way before people want to go to the lake. So we were out there early. It was, all our, it was like our own cove. And then he said, but by 1 or 2 o'clock, it's going to be pandemonium out here. And sure enough, uh, we're, we're chilling out, kind of got the lake to ourselves, and then more and more people come, and that's fine. And they're playing Leonard Skinner, and they're playing country music on their boats and all that. And uh, But everybody's got, like, the same size boat-ish. You know, I don't know. They're not giant boats, but could probably, you know, eight people on these things. Mm -hmm. And then guess what came around the corner? Rich rich boy came around the corner. What does what what a rich person drive, a yacht? Like a yacht. Uh-huh. And this big boy comes in there, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's like a beautiful boat, and it's got to cost half a million dollars or whatever it is, I'm, all this stuff. And the guy looks at me. I'm in the water, you know, kind of laying on a uh, life jacket. He looks at me and goes, do you think that anchor's holding? Talking about his boat. Oh, Because okay. there's wind on the lake, and if you're not anchored, it'll blow you, you know, somewhere else. And yeah. so the idea is you want to anchor and get it to grab into the uh 
the bed of the lake and then you don't move. And I go, yeah, I think so. I think you're good. Because I looked at the uh, the anchor chain on this, you know, rich guy's boat, and it looked like it was tight and looked like it was holding. And um, I was totally wrong. And this guy gets out. He jumps in the water. He's, he's uh, hanging out with me, and I'm getting to meet this rich guy who I don't know and his rich wife who I don't know. And uh, we get to talking, and the next thing we know, his boat is hitting the bank, and it's a rocky bank, man. Hitting the bank? Yeah, man. It, like, swung around. Like, it's such a big boat that, like, I don't know, the back end of the boat swung around. Not, like, fast, but it doesn't matter. Once you start hitting those rocks, and then he gets on me. He's like, I thought you said I was good. I, you know, but I'm not Captain Hook. Why don't you tell him? I like I don't know. Like I could look at a uh, anchored yacht a million times and went, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Why didn't you just say I don't know, man? I got intimidated because the guy's like a rich guy, and I don't want to come across as a dumb idiot. So you got nervous and just blurted out, "Yes." I, I got nervous and I said, "I think you're good, sir." And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not Captain Crunch. I don't know if it's anchored or not. I just said it looks good to me. And then, of course, like his boat is now getting touched by these rocks and his beautiful. Half million dollar, maybe million dollar. I don't really know. You could live in this boat kind of thing. Scratched up. See, and he kind of blamed me for it. My dad has a place on his lake down in Alabama, and he would always buy these pontoon boats that I mean look like something from like the Beverly Hillbillies. Look like just a real piece of junk. <laughs> he buy uh, used boats, yeah. I mean, not just used boats. I mean, last leg used, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. something you might see in the movie Waterworld. Just all pieced together. Got no carpets. All destroyed. Basically destroyed. Uh, and I, I was like, man, why didn't he get something really nice? Then I realized if you have something really nice, you can't enjoy it because you're just nervous. You're yeah, a nervous wreck the whole that's time. That's kind of how this rich guy was. Yeah, like this, these kind of boats my dad would get, it wouldn't matter if you dropped a Molotov cocktail on it and it blew up. You'd still only be out like $400. <laughs> so he's got a great strategy there. Your theory you, is Like if you had a big giant yacht, you wouldn't be able to enjoy it, right? You'd be a nervous wreck because you're, you're probably like, oh, right. my God. That probably makes sense. Uh, but if you... If you got a hoopty boat, you mm-hmm. don't care if it rubs up against a rock every now and then, do you? You don't but, care at all. But a beautiful boat with yeah. bedrooms in it and probably a kitchen and a bathroom. Yeah, a houseboat? Oh, Lord. Anyway, Rich got blamed me. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's his responsibility. Thank so. you. He asked some idiot from Tulsa. The like, fact that he looks at it and sees you're, quote, laying on a life jacket, how do you even do that? Well, I didn't want to, like, tread water the whole time, so I got a life jacket kind of for buoyancy. You wore it, you wore it like a diaper, didn't you? Kind of Put ish. your legs through yeah, it? Yeah, kind of ish. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Little and, dirty uh, bird. Goes, that's the kind of guy I want to ask if my anchor's working. Oh, little dirty bird is a little lake diaper. <laughs> Don't tell. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. It's 98.5 The Bulls. Still got that Luke Combs flyaway. You don't have to have a yacht to fly away to see Luke Combs. Because we got it for free, Philadelphia. That's coming up at 810 right here on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Good morning. Make hay the Kubota way with new Kubota Ag tractors and hay tools from Kubota Center of Tulsa. Get zero down, zero interest for 48 months on ag tractors and hay tools. With our wide selection of new Kubota Ag tractors and hay tools, you'll be sure to make this year your best hay season yet. Stop by today at 7700 New Sepulpa Road in Tulsa or online at KubotaCenterOfTulsa.com. Now through June 30th, 2023. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and good morning to you, Daniel. I remember uh, President George W. Bush from next door in Texas. Remember him? 
Yeah. And uh, you remember Bill Clinton also from next door in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And uh, after their presidents, I guess they would talk and stuff. And uh, I think uh, Bill Clinton was about to have a grandkid, and he talked to George W. Bush about what that might be like. And he said, get ready to be the low guy on the totem pole. Now, you got to consider these guys are presidents of the United States. But in their household, they're the big losers. Because everybody cares about the grandkids first and the kids second or whatever, and then mom, and then the dad is like the low... I I, uh, I was out of town this weekend, and I come home, and we got this little cat. And I said, I bet that cat is just, like, can't wait for us to get home because a cat you can kind of leave, hang out by itself, you know? Mm-hmm. So two days, and I did have a neighbor come over and check on his stuff, but two days in solitude. So I'm like, this cat is not going to believe her luck when I walk in the house. And, I mean, even on the way home, I'm kind of thinking about what this medium is going to be like with the cat, and it's going to be so fun. And she's going to just go like, thank you, Tig, for coming home. I get home, open the door, think the cat's going to run to the door. Nothing. And then I, I go and kind of search the house. Where's the cat? Where's the cat? See the cat on the bed. She looks up at me and then lays right back down. Doesn't care. Like, I am the lowest guy. On, like, even the cat. Like But then when my wife and kid walk in, the cat's like, you know, purring and carrying on. Nobody cares. I wonder why that is. Nobody why why do like, dads fall to the bottom of the list all the time? Because of your, your furious anger. Because we had the dad mad every yeah, time. Yeah, you guys like, <laughs> um, Yeah, that would make me feel bad, though, if I opened the door. and uh, Yeah, the cat uh, doesn't care if I'm dead or alive. Typically, when you have a cat and you leave for a day or two, you come back and things like, rah, 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 but this thing doesn't care, huh? No, not a, and like I told you, like I'll, my mom will call me every now and then. Usually, I have to call her, to be honest, but when I do... You know, I could report, like, something about, you know, something in my life. Like, oh, you know, work's going good, and I'll say that. And then she, she, all she wants to know about is her grandkid. That's it. Like, she doesn't care about her own son anymore. Like, I could be like, Mom, I'm having a hard time at work. Uh-huh, how's Mac? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, like, yeah, Grace is over like, there. Uh, I, I, I've been going to counseling. I'm having trouble. Uh-huh. Listen, uh, that little boy of yours, he's the cutest thing I ever saw. Like, they don't care about us anymore. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. So, so soon. Well, after you don't have Father's kids, day. so your mom still likes you, I guess. No, no, she has. My sister has kids now, so I might as well be a, <laughs> yeah, like, in a POW you're camp. The b- like, yeah. bottom of the totem Nobody pole. Nobody cares about me anymore. Like, uh, you were like, it was fun to talk to you at some point. And she was interested mm-hmm. in you, but now it's like the grandkids. Yeah, my mom called me the other day. She's like, "Remember when I loved you?" <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, coming up at what time are we doing? Eight ten. The uh, Luke Combs Flyway. This time, Philadelphia. They call that the city of brotherly love, right, Daniel? Now, here's a quick trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. What city, I mean, what state is Philadelphia located in? Pennsylvania. Okay, I wasn't sure. That's why I was just going to ask you. Uh, it, it is complicated because sometimes you think Pennsylvania is like a city or something, right? Mm-hmm. Kind, so yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. kind of that, like, Philadelphia, there. Pennsylvania. That's right. So uh, you could win a trip there, vacation taken care of. So if your mom calls you and doesn't really care about your life and you tell her about Philadelphia and she doesn't care, you can bribe her with these uh, tickets. You could. It's uh, coming up at 810 with the Tiger Daniel Beer Run thanks to Miller Lite on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. This AI technology, I don't know if you fooled around with this. Have you fooled around with this, Daniel? I got like an app. I can talk to the AI and uh, ask it questions. And, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, however, people are nervous about AI. But have you heard AI, like, sing a song or make up a song or use somebody else's voice on a song? I have, yeah. 
So I've got all these clips, if you'd like to hear them, of AI-generated songs. This is completely on computer. Nobody came up to a microphone and, uh, and sang this. It's all just AI songs. But uh, some of these sound so spot on that I'm almost wondering if it's not somebody doing an impression and just saying it's an AI cover. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't have any reason to disbelieve this, though. Um, like, uh, I've got a country song that they used Kanye West's voice on, if you'd like to hear it. Uh, do this one. This one doesn't sound a hundred thousand percent like Kanye West. Maybe well, it is Kanye interesting. right here. Right? This is the real Kanye. So, all right. So that's Kanye, right? Mm -hmm. And then they got him singing that Billy Currington song, "Good Directions." See if you think this is a. Uh, oh, this is not somebody singing this song. This is a computer mimicking Kanye West. Got it. I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. Crunching on a poor crime when she pulled up. She had to be thinking this is where it next come from. She had Hollywood written on a license. What do you think? Pretty good. It's not bad. That's a computer, man. Yeah, man. Leading directions. And I was a man for the job. Not bad. I actually want to hear the rest. Matt's actually going to get into it by the entire song. <laughs> yeah, so, isn't that crazy? Like, AI can, like, assign a voice to any song. Like, remember this song that uh, kind of went viral again a few years ago? I'm sorry, that's the wrong clip. This is what I meant to play. Here we go. They put him on Billy Jean, Michael Jackson's Billy Jean. Do you think this sounds like uh, Rick Astley? shaky on that one not, to me. Not that's good, yeah, but still, that's a computer, man. Like, nobody went in and sang that. Somebody just programmed a computer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a fascinating technology. Also, uh, remember the guy from Queen, Freddie Mercury. You might uh, remember this song. We will, we will so that voice... So that's the real guy, right? And mm -hmm. so they did AI version of that guy uh, singing another Michael Jackson. Close my mind. That's a computer, man. I have a, a related clip to that. I've got somebody did a Frank Sinatra singing. All right, go. Thriller, if you'd like to hear that. Yeah. I would have to have the. Uh, Something evil's looking in the dark. <laughs> Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. You try to scream, oh, but terror takes sound before you make it. Yeah, you start to freeze. As horror looks you right between your eyes, it all paralyzes. Cause this is thriller, thriller night, and all the 
that's gonna save you from the beast. I went to like a. Places, you know, I would I would listen to that. A rich people place. You know, where that they mean? have like a piano and it goes singing. And everybody's Any place that has a piano is a rich person place? To me. Um, see, that to me sounded just like a guy at a microphone. But now YouTube is saying it's an AI cover. Uh, how about Freddie Mercury, who you played earlier from Queen, doing uh, I Will Always Love You? And I I mean, scary. don't you think like uh, one day when you're listening to the radio, or you're listening to music on your your iPhone, is it possible that an AI made song would become like a number one hit? Like even though it's not a person, like it, uh, it has a formula to know exactly what people want to hear and it writes a song and released it. Could we one day be listening to just AI? Probably so, yeah. If they came along with something wild? catchy. Uh, do mm-hmm. you, uh, the, how about the Beatles? Everybody loves the Beatles. Uh, here's an AI version of uh, that song. Somebody that I used to know. I think the band is called Goatee. See if it sounds like the Beatles to you. Yeah, there could be entire albums out of uh, these the Beatles singing every song you like, you know? Kanye singing Billy Curtis in good directions. Bring you right back me. I was sitting there. You know who is intelligent, Daniel? Not just artificially intelligent. You seem to love this so much, you should do a radio station called like Kanye Country, or it's just <laughs> Kanye all AI-generated Kanye West country music. Well, you know who's not artificially intelligent, but actually, like, the, the smart dudes down there at Jackie Cooper Nissan, right, Daniel? Mm-hmm, that's right. Listen, well, you, we say they're smart, but they're all offering 1500 over Kelly Blue Book, so that doesn't sound like very good accounting. Well, uh, it's good for accounting. us. Good for us, good yeah. For how, us, right? how they do it, I don't know, but uh, you take your car to Jackie Cooper Nissan, whether or not you want to trade it in for something else, maybe a new Nissan, or if you just want to just straight up sell it. You can do that, Jackie Cooper Nissan, and they're going to look at the Kelly Blue Book value and go, okay, it's worth this amount of dollars. How about this plus 1500 So whatever it's worth on Kelly Blue Book, you get $1,500 more. And then you can even use that as a trade-in, as Daniel said, and put that money towards your new vehicle. And, boy, I've been driving a Nissan uh, five years or so, Daniel. It's the car I took here to Tulsa. Love the car. I get intimidated on the roads around here. I don't know if that's because of the roads or I'm getting to that age where I, I'm scared to make left turns and things. Mm-hmm. My car will like, dee, 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 if I'm about to merge into you. So uh, it's not going to be me if you get hit because my car will scream at me. And that's uh, Nissan's figured out the technology. And they've also figured out how to be safe and still look good. And the Nissan Rogue, uh, best-selling SUV at 0% interest at Jackie Cooper Nissan. Get started at JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Here we go with the bull fights. Welcome in. Who do we have today? Today we've got Jeff taking on Kelly and Jeff. 
what do you do for a living? You said you're a uh, what? Uh, machinist in an oil refinery. Machinist in an oil refinery, and uh, Tig is not as masculine as I am. I didn't even know what that is. So what is it, just for Tig to know? Just only Tig. Just overhaul pumps and stuff like that. All right. And uh, taking on Jeff today is Kelly, the nurse. Uh, Ke- let me get some medical advice from you, Kelly. Um, Tig went to the lake over the weekend, and now he says his sinuses are a little bit messed up. Anything he can do to alle- alleviate that? Um, Blow your nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's they, it? That's what they did in, like, the 1700s, too. Yeah, blow your nose and kind of clear your sinuses, take a warm shower. Okay. Uh, warm shower. Tyke, have you tried blowing your nose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just a lake full, like a head full of lake water still. He never thought to eject it from his I, nose. I think what happens, I got one of those amoebas that eat your brain. No, yeah, you better not joke like that. They do get amoebas around here. All right, uh, here we go. These are sayings about animals. You'll complete uh, the saying by filling in the blank by naming the animal. We'll start with you, Jeff. It's raining cats and blanks. Dogs. Dogs is correct. Kelly, like a blank out of water. Fish. Fish is correct. Jeff, take the blank by the horns. Bull. That is also correct. Kelly, a wild blank chase. Um, mm, mm, I can help her out with that. A wild blank chase. Wild goose chase? A wild goose chase. <laughs> Kelly, did you pass away? <laughs> no, I'm here. Okay. I missed it. Okay. Jeff, the blank's knees. Bees. The bee's knees. <laughs> Kelly, blanks of a feather flock together. Birds. That is also correct. Birds. Jeff, when the cat's away, the blank will play. Mice. Also correct. Kelly, get your blanks in a row. Duck. Also correct. Uh, Jeff has four. Kelly has three. Final question. Jeff, the straw that broke the blanks back. Camel. Correct. And Kelly. Oh, you don't. Till the blanks come home. Uh, What? I'm not sure. So the cows come home, and with that, Jeff has now defeated Kelly in the 98-5 The Bull fight. Jeff, who are you going to take to Kane's Ballroom with you? Probably my wife, Brenda. What do you mean, probably, Brenda? Well, if she's available. If she's available. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe ask her out, see if she wants to go, but it's two tickets to see Larry Fleet Kane's Ballroom on July 27th. You guys have a great time at the show, all right? All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, we continue, Daniel, with another chance of the Tiger Daniel beer run. $50 for Miller Lite. And what does that mean you're qualified for, Daniel? That Luke comes fly away to Philadelphia. 810 on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Not too far away from that chance to fly away to Philadelphia.
to see Luke Holmes as he travels the United States. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, I had admitted earlier today that I had the McDonald's app. I use it for ordering. It's, uh, to me, just the best way to order, streamlines the whole process, and you're like, you got that app. So one day you were sitting at home, and you went to, like, your app store, mm -hmm. and you downloaded the McDonald's app. Yes. Got it. Why is this weird to you? You have an app on your phone that tells you what airplanes are going by. <laughs> That's true. Okay. You know what app you need on your phone? Mind your own business. Okay. <laughs> the mind your own business app. <laughs> they asked on Reddit, they said, what is an app everyone should have on their phone? And there's a few apps here I thought that were uh, interesting. For example, one is the Red Cross First Aid app. It's an app that can walk you through CPR and other first aid. Probably be a pretty good thing to have, right? Absolutely, man. I went to Grand Lake this weekend, and, you know, I, I realized then I don't know CPR. Mm -hmm. And that, that should be something I should know. Right. But well, that app would help me along. I think it would help you along. You should probably still learn it, but I'm, yeah. it, it's not a complete substitute. But I think the first aid, and I, never, I didn't even know Red Cross had an app, to be honest. Another app is called Be My Eyes. It's a one-way video call app where folks with limited visibility can call on people for help. Say you're at the uh, grocery store, you're looking for like, the right milk or something, you can't see very well, you can use that app called Be My Eyes, get in touch with somebody, and they can help you pick out whatever you, you oh, know, what so you're looking it, for. It like contacts uh, a friend of yours, and they say, oh, that says 2% milk or 1% milk or whatever. I'm thinking that Be My Eyes is its own service. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Why wouldn't you call a friend? But just in case, you don't want to bug somebody. Microsoft Lens, uh, you can take a picture of a document like a receipt, and it uses image processing to square it up and make it readable. Uh, Merlin Bird ID, if you have birds in your backyard, you want to see what that is. Merlin Bird app can identify. Oh, it'll tell you what kind of bird it is, right. like a blue jay or cardinal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There's one called uh, Seek, where you can identify plants by a picture or real time. And finally, Google Sky Maps. You can point your phone at any star or body and identify it instantly, like any, uh, what was that, what is that called up in the sky constellation? Don't you mm -hmm. have that one as well? I do have that one. Uh, it's pretty cool. You got to, like, calibrate it the right way. But uh, if you see, like, something above your house, you know, something bright in the sky, it'll tell you what it is. And uh, that's kind of fun. Daniel, uh, you're getting to the age where your eyesight is diminishing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, on your iPhone right now, and maybe you can download an app, I, I taught you how to, there's a magnifying glass. Remember that? And you can see the fine print on mm -hmm. documents and things yeah. like that. It's pretty helpful. Also, yeah, or I'll take a picture and then zoom in. Yeah. What do people do before these things? Just just took it? Yeah, I know. Like, I was thinking about, like, Christopher Columbus in 1492. He sailed the ocean blue, and they're looking for this. They're looking for India, but they found us instead. Um, like, I'm like, they didn't have glasses back then. What if you didn't have good eyesight? You wouldn't be able to see it. So thank God for the apps and stuff like that. It's helped us out a lot. Well, it? I think because they used to, they would all die uh, before they got old enough for their <laughs> eyes to go. But I'm trying they to, I'm now I'm looking at uh, Christopher Columbus, how old he was when he passed away. How old do you think he was? Uh, 53. 55 years old. Yeah. Pretty young. So, but back then, I guess you were an old man. That surprises me too, though, that the guy that uh, got on that ship like that and made it even to be 55. Just the stress alone would back then had yeah, to. Do you think you. people were more stressed out or less stressed out? Oh, I, I think that if if you believed in uh, that the Earth was flat and you were going to fall off of it, I, I think you would probably be a pretty nervous crew. Well, like I'm thinking that now people seem to be more stressed about everything, work and all that. But back then, they believe they literally believed in witches. So.
<laughs> they were they probably were scared, stressed out. You, know, like you might be you know, upset about your TPS reports that are um, <laughs> due on Friday. But, they're like, uh, but back then they stressful. were like, hey, is that lady a witch? Yeah, and not only did you have to be scared of witches, you also had to be scared of being accused of a witch. That's true. So I bet stress has been around for quite some time. Yeah. It's nothing new to us. It's 98.5 The Bull. We're uh, not trying to, trying to stress you out, Daniel, but we do have a big contest coming up in 15 minutes where you can fly away to see Luke Combs. And we promise you we'll put you on a witch-free aircraft. All the people have been vetted and uh, tested. They're not witches. Straight ahead at 810. Good morning, guys. Tag and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tag and Daniel. Luke Combs. How'd you like to fly away to see him as he travels the country on his tour? Uh, this time, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. How about that? And uh, we do have a, a caller nine with us who is now qualified and has instantly won the Tiger Daniel beer run. 50 bucks from Miller Lite. It is Cody from Pryor. Cody, how are you today? I'm doing great. So, yeah, you started off but the week uh, in, a, in a great way, a $50 gift card thanks to Miller Lite. What were you going to say? I'm doing better now. Oh, better now. Uh, if you win the grand prize, the flyaway to Philadelphia, who will you take uh, with you to Philadelphia? Sure, I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet, huh? Yep. Well, you became probably uh, the most popular guy in Pryor because now people are going to be coming out of the woodwork trying to go with you to Philadelphia. Heck, yeah. Man, you could take a lady, couldn't you? Oh, I guess I could. Or, or you can take Daniel. Uh, well, heck, that might be all right. I need a wingman. There you go, buddy. I'm a great wingman. Yeah. Ty, Tyke's a terrible wingman. Ty gets to be my wingman, and he'd be over too shy to, bear, uh, to introduce me. I'd have to introduce my own wingman. Yeah, I was a bad wingman. He'd be like, hey, go. Because uh, I think at the time I was taking or something, and Daniel would be like, hey. Go talk to that lady for me, but I got, I would get scared, and so he'd just have to go talk to her. I'd have to go introduce, like, this is my uh, wingman, Tug. Well, sounds like you might be better off. Yeah. All right, so uh, Daniel and Cody may be going to Philadelphia together here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. And we're back tomorrow, Daniel. We're, we're not done with this, are we? Oh, no, 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 no. All week long, buddy. 810 tomorrow again right here. On 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. Looking at some very hot temperatures coming up. It's 98.5 The Bull. Welcome to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. And right here in Tulsa, brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. This from News on 6. I'm Chin Doan. Right now, Tulsa is under an EMSA medical heat alert, at least through tomorrow. EMSA tells us since the storms one week ago, medics have responded to and taken a record number of people to the hospital. You know, people are like out picking up those limbs and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I, was, I was hanging out with a neighbor of mine, and he's like, my back is sore. We're not used to bending over so much. So uh, I think people got hot, and now EMSA's got that thing. I think they... They have kind of a threshold where they issue a heat alert. Five calls a day for a heat-related injury, hospitalization, and all that. And uh, would you like to hear the forecast for this week, Daniel? Nin yeah, lit on me. 94 today, mm -hmm. 95 tomorrow, 103 Wednesday, 103 Thursday. So, uh, And then they say Alan Crone on News on 6 said the heat index is going to feel like close to 110. And this is not uh, – th these are actual tempers. temperatures, not – Heat indexes. No, the 103 is the real deal, but the 108 is kind of like how it might feel to uh, you. Man. So, uh, my, we my got poor some dog, I haven't walked him 
in like three days because it's been so hot out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand heat indexes and all that. He just thinks that uh, I'm being lazy, which I am. He's like, I, I don't have a good human. He's lazy. No, no, I've taken this dog out before. I can walk farther than my dog can at this point. My dog's like 10 years old. And I'll be walking sometime, and he'll just stop, he'll stop and look at me. Stop. Like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> I give up. I surrender. <laughs> uh, did you see this? Vanna White wants a huge raise to stick with Wheel of Fortune. Oh, because Pat Sajak quit. He's leaving the show, and uh, she currently makes $3 million a year, which is five times less than what Pat makes. So she's saying, hey, if you want to keep me, you're going to have to give me a big old raise. Is there any chance that she wants to host that show? I haven't read that. Remember how, like, Jeopardy, they're, like, so dumb what they did. They hired two people to do it. I think they made a huge mistake with that. Like, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully Will of Fortune has a better plan than Jeopardy did. I would probably want Vanna to stay on another year or two because just the audience is going to be unfamiliar with a For new continuity. host and a new person. Yeah. You know, what do they do? Didn't, and she, didn't she host it once? I think, uh, yeah, she did. She was the one, like, uh, telling everybody to spin the wheel and all that. Some people were like, uh, maybe get Pat Sajak's daughter to host. You know what I've noticed on Price is Right lately is that now Barker's Beauties, they have gentlemen beauties and men yeah, and lady dudes beauties. up there showing you the cars. Right, now. so what if they got, like, Pat Sajak's daughter to now host and then get, like, a beefcake to turn the letters? Oh, you mean, like, a dude letter turner? Yeah, why not? Oh, I see. That, that, that Sajak family has enough money. You know that they only have to work, I don't know, what is it, six weeks a year because they... The studio space in Los Angeles, there's not a whole lot of it. So they don't want Will of Fortune to take it all up because they want to shoot, you know, Star Trek and all other things in there. Mm-hmm. And so they do these shows. They do like five episodes a day. And ev- after every show, Pat Sajak and Vanna White, they go change their clothes. And then they do another hour and they go change their clothes and they do another hour. And each of those um, is a different show that airs on a different day. So they don't have to work too hard. I wonder if they couldn't get, uh, if they get a new host and then they just get a different person to turn the letters. I would like to see them train a dog to be able to run up to the lit-up letter and touch it with its paw or nose or something to change it. That'd be pretty fun. But we'll see. But, yeah, hopefully they don't do another fiasco. Like, everybody wanted LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow to host Jeopardy. They said, oh, no, 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 we're going to get Ken Jennings and Blossom. What about him to do Wheel of Fortune? You know what? I could go for that. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. Uh, did you see this? I've got a, a clip here. It's the Internet's latest obsession. It's a parrot that says, I'm going to get you, but he does it in a southern accent. Go cuddle. What are you doing? I'm going to get you. Okay. I'm going to get you. Happy Ernie. Give me a kiss. There you go. Uh, I don't think that I would enjoy that 24 hours a day every day for 80 years or how long these parrots live. I had a bird growing up, and that he must have been stupid because he never learned anything. But that play that again because it sounds like a person talking, but you're telling me that's a bird? Ty, uh, surprised to learn that parrots can speak? Go cuddle. What are you doing? I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Happy birdie. Give me a kiss. Uh, so you think you might like a parrot? Dude, have you ever had a bird? I had a small, like, cockatoo or something. And what these things do is basically you put a um, you put a bit of bird seed in it, and then what they like to do is poop everywhere and fling that seed out everywhere. They're pretty dirty, man. Like, uh, we had a bird, and it was disgusting, to be totally honest. Like, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But birds in particular just... They're they're messy and they fling everything out of their cage and 
Then I felt sorry for it because I'm like, you know, shouldn't this shouldn't he be in a rainforest or something? Not at my house. <laughs> a rainforest. And that's where they live, right? I don't know. Yeah. You should get a parrot, Tug. I wonder what it would say. Like your parrot. Like what like, is what is something I say over and over? Because um, they'll probably pick up on that. Brock, where's my dinner? <laughs> Brock, why is my dinner not on the table? You know. <laughs> I don't care. I would say where's my dinner. <laughs> I'm not crazy. It's uh, not even possible. Uh, still tomorrow, we got that flyway. Luke Combs. At 810 right here with Ty and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Ty. Good morning, Dan. A couple of things I've watched over the weekend, Ty, that I could recommend for you. Uh, one is that uh, Jennifer Lawrence comedy. It's called uh, No Hard Feelings. Now, it is like a raunchy comedy, so it's for adults. But it reminds me kind of back in the day whenever uh, we, you, there were these raunchy comedies that really did well at movie theaters. They could never be done today. And by watching this movie over the weekend in theaters, I see how it could be difficult. You because mean things like, that um, used to fly back in the day don't fly anymore. Like give me an example of what used to fly back in the day that you couldn't do today. For example, there was a movie I think called Porky's Revenge. And when I was really little, it was rated R. It had some nudity and things like that. And at one point... Uh, the, the guys or whatever were like peeping on these ladies in the gym locker room. And mm. back in the day, that was like, kind of like, oh, you rascals. Well, now it's not <laughs> yeah, like that. It's, it's not very creepy yeah. and it's uncomfortable. And, right. And it should be. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, th- I thought they did a good job with this. It's a, a game called No Hard Feelings. Jennifer Lawrence, pretty funny. And also on Netflix, not something that I enjoyed, but it's that documentary called Take Care of Maya. Uh, the lady is this little girl gets sick and goes to the hospital and the hospital thinks that maybe they're abusing the kid and you might not realize this you take your kid to a hospital if they don't agree with what happened or it looks suspicious they could come in and take your kid and there's nothing you could do to get the kid back so like in other words if i took my son to the hospital and he had a bruise on his leg Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's because he fell off his bike. But if they thought that I was doing it, right. they could just take the kid away. Right. And this little girl had a, a terrible disease. And then they accused the mom of uh, Munchausen by proxy. And what is Munchausen? That's where when um, Munchausen is where you think that you're sick and you're not. Munchausen by proxy is when you think that your kid, your is, kid sick is sick and they're not. And it's a form of uh, child abuse like that little girl, Gypsy Rose, that was on that documentary not too long ago. But anyway, they take the kid away, and then you could imagine, uh, Tig, that if somebody had your son in the hospital, oh. they were like, you have, not only are you now being accused of child abuse, you're not going to be able to take the kid home. Now you have a no-contact order. So that kind of like hellish nightmare. Oh, my God. What's that called? It's called Take Care of Maya. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Good morning. I am Tig, and there's Daniel. Tiger Daniel. Probably a weird question to ask you, Tig, but it'll make sense to you in a second. Are you a fun underwear guy? Um, like, I used to work at this drugstore, and every day we used to have to wear a tie. And for some reason, I thought it'd be cool to be fun tie guy. We, you know, like the yeah, Flintstones like on it and, and all things. this bull. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. What a dork. Uh, I had to go to a, a meeting once with my dad. He owns his own electrical business down in Alabama, and he's a very serious guy. He is, uh, and, and he's like old school kind of man. He's like Clint Eastwood type ish, mm. and he only like he talks in what I would say monosyllables. He doesn't tell you his feeling. The guy had a heart attack one day and didn't tell like he didn't tell us anything. He just like uh, I'm sweating a lot today or whatever. Like, if I thought I was having a heart attack, everybody in the world would know it. 
He's just keeping it to yeah. himself. He's, he's like Clint Eastwood. Serious, quiet, stoic guy, especially at work. He has what I call his work voice where it's zero emotion. He's just, okay. Uh, anyway, for some reason, we had to meet with like a financial guy or a lawyer or somebody like that to do with his business. And uh, we were in there talking to this guy. And my dad has to then reach up behind him on a shelf and get something off the shelf. Now, this guy that you are meeting with, he's buttoned up. He's like in a suit, suit and all tie, that stuff. And my dad's got on his dress clothing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a very serious day. Well, the guy, my dad, Houston, gets up, turns around to get something off the shelf. And when he does, his shirt comes up. Now, for whatever reason, my dad must tuck his shirts into his underwear, <laughs> which never do that. That is a bad idea. It's supposed to go between the um, underwear and the right. pants, right? I guess my dad really wanted to be tucked in that day. So he reaches up. When he does, the shirt comes up. And when the shirt comes up, it pulls a bit of his underwear, the waistband, above his belt line. And on it, it says hot stuff. His then, underwear. Yeah. Underneath that, it's, I guess, like pictures of, like, kiss, lips kissed or whatever. You know, like if somebody has on lipstick and they kiss something, the, the imprint of lipstick, that's the pattern on the underwear. So you're very serious Clint Eastwood, John Wayne-ish dad. Mm-hmm. Is wearing pay, uh, underwear with lips and hot stuff on it. Right. Okay. And then I see it. I look over. The lawyer guy sees it. You know how hard it is to sit there and uh, not laugh when your dad gets And this is when I'm in my early 20s, so I didn't give a rat's about nothing. How hard it is not to laugh and make fun of the guy right in front of the businessman when all hot stuff gets up. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like this lawyer, whoever this was. He also recognizes this is kind of a serious meeting, but how is it serious after you see the guy has hot stuff on his underwear? How do you take him seriously? He went from being business Houston, my dad, to uh, hot stuff Houston. Do you wear exciting underwear or no? Not really. I don't. I don't either. Boring. The the best I have is, um, I don't know why, but one Christmas, uh, I got some golden colored underwear. Mm. It looks like what you would see a Chippendale wear. Oh, okay. And And who uh, thought that would be a good idea for you? uh, My wife got me these pants and... um, but anyway, you know how, like, sometimes you're low on laundry, mm-hmm. and you kind of wear your favorite stuff first, and then you kind of, you know, make your way to the, not the shirt you like, and then the shirt you really don't like, but you don't have a choice? That's my underwear. So if I haven't done laundry in a minute, I will uh, sometimes wear gold panties what? up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go, go panty over there. That's nice. A little dirty bird and his little golden panties. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 98.5 The Bull with Tiger and Daniel. Good night.